Welcome to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. Each week, you will learn of the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Now, here's your personal advocate for living a healthy and active lifestyle, Audrey Kerger. Thank you for joining me today on High Unhealthy, energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Ryan Tracy, who has dedicated his life to serving as a patient advocate and perpetual student of cannabis science. No matter what he's working on, Ryan's top priority is patience. He's known for his honesty and ability to translate complex chemistry into understandable information that anyone can use to treat their ailments naturally. Ryan is particularly passionate about helping veterans and children, in addition to offering free consultations and product testing for seriously ill pediatric and veteran patients. He established the Med for Vets program and sponsors cannabis treatment programs for children. Through these philanthropic efforts, his community involvement, and daily work with C4, Ryan hopes to arm patients with the information they need to feel confident in their medicine and find the relief they need. Thank you you so much for joining me today, Ryan. I'm really excited to have you join us today. Well, thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here. I've been looking forward to getting to talk with you and your audience about uh, all things cannabis science. Well, first off, let's start up by learning a little bit more about you. What is your background and what did you do before cannabis? So uh, prior to cannabis, I was in the uh, restaurant business. So I was a general manager and then an executive manager for a couple large national chain restaurants. I did that for about 15 years. Um, That business is absolutely brutal from as far as, you know, hours and the wear and tear on your body. Um, You know, I actually, when I was younger, I used to do competitive powerlifting and then I played football in high school and in college. Um, so I was pretty rough in my body as a, as a youngster thinking I was going to, you know, I'm invincible and going to live forever. And then as I, as I continued going in my, in my career, it was just such a wear and tear in my body. I've had you know, numerous, numerous, uh, surgeries. So, uh, at some point I had to understand that my body wasn't going to continue to stand up to the restaurant industry. So I had to look for an alternative thing. Uh, for me to do as my family and uh, cannabis was a passion that uh, you know I caught the bug about six years ago and I'm just I've not looked back I'm just a perpetual student of it now. So Ryan with this history of yours being in you know serving and in restaurant this hard-working industry how did you become educated on the health benefits of cannabis and how has cannabis personally impacted your life? Well, it was about 60, 60 years ago where I really turned to cannabis as the medicine that it is. Um, you know, I medicated prior to it, but it was with a real understanding of, of what was going on therapeutically within my body um, to cause the relief that I was experiencing. And, and it got to the point where I, I couldn't share with my family. I felt guilty that I was experiencing this type of relief and, 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 and that those type of things um, from a very genuine and legitimate condition. So I started doing research, and I knew that if I was going to be taking this approach, that I needed data, and I wanted to make sure everybody understood. You know, I knew I knew that this was legit. There was something to it. Um, so I started digging in, um, and I started reading as much as I could read. Uh, Michael Batch, Judy Holland, um, Anthony Rousseau, uh, Dr. Mashalem, 
um, you know, some of the some of the big scientific players that really made me understand the endocannabinoid system, helped me understand the chemical components within cannabis, how they interact and how they how they kind of work off of each other. And once I, I started to really really scratch the surface to see the breadth the breadth of all of the things that cannabis can impact and help with, I was I was just absolutely you know I caught the buck and and like I said that that has been you know, a passion for me each and every day when I come in, I'm excited about what else I may learn or what else we may uncover. And we're just at the beginning of that. So that's, uh, that's pretty inspiring for the future. going Ryan, I love the fact that you have really decided on your own through your own personal experiences with this plant to start doing your own in-depth research and how much it has expanded and opened your mind. Now I'd like to learn a little bit about how you open C4 Laboratories. Can you tell us how did you find yourself doing this? Sure, absolutely. That's a, that's a very good question. Um, you know, C4 Laboratories was something that really came from obviously I, I caught the bug developed passion I knew that cannabis was what I wanted to dedicate my life to and part of you know part of my evolution within my own cannabis journey is also what led me to understand where there was a, a hole in the market and that was in the, the science side of it that was in the analytics and putting this this data out there this real black and white scientifically valid proven data out there that people can no longer take it as anecdotal and feel that it's just, you know, one person's opinion. You know, the more data that we're, we're accumulating and the more uh, studies that are occurring across the, you know, across this country and others um, is really adding to the, to the argument. And, and obviously it's causing the tremendous shift we're seeing nationally in, in how people are viewing cannabis from both the medical, medical side and also as a, you know, uh, an adult recreational alternative. So I saw it kind of as that, and Arizona specifically had a huge hole when it came to ensuring safety and potency um, of the different products out here. Basically, you're going into a dispensary, and I would have to take the bud tender's word for it or the dispensary owner's word for it, and it was basically a guessing game. Um, there was no legitimacy or, or any credence given to the seriousness of what we're doing. I mean, you have patients coming in, and we're putting our faith in that bud tender or the purveyor of this product to say that what you're giving me is going to be safe and, and it's going to be an alternative that may help me uh, find a better quality of life. And I feel like that's a huge disservice to anyone that doesn't take that very seriously. And we didn't have the information available in Arizona to allow the bud tenders and people that are consulting with these patients to have a real informed opinion and to truly, truly empower these patients to better treat themselves. So, you know, that was my, my main thing with starting C4 is I knew that there needed to be testing. I knew there had to be analytics. I knew that was going to be uh, kind of a, a backbone of the industry, if you will, that's not going to go anywhere. It's going to be part of the regulatory arm. But it was going to allow me to help more people in the exact way that I'm fortunately able to help myself. Um, so, my, you know, we had mentioned earlier the philanthropic endeavors. To me, that's my favorite part of the job is that the better we do on the business side of this, the more we get to help people for free and the more we get to do things that, I, you know, I absolutely just I enjoy. I really, really enjoy it. I love the fact that you're wanting to put public safety and individual safety first. I think that it's so important that we understand what we're getting 
out of this plant. I think a lot of individuals don't even understand that the cannabis plants are what are called bioaccumulator and that everything that they are coming in contact with through the air, the soil, and the water is going to be affecting that plant. So without testing, we could be actually putting toxins into our body while trying to medicate. Yeah, I wanted absolutely. to I wanted to ask you, with some of the things that you have shared with us already, is there anything that you would like to share further about yourself and your story that maybe I have not been able to ask? This is all about you being able to really touch these listeners today. Well, you know, I think more than anything is to understand, though currently we're only serving the patients of Arizona, um, it's important and we've made a concerted effort and invested a great deal to, to try to assert ourselves as also an authority nationally. Uh, we've partnered with a lot of, you know, larger publications and we're lucky enough, you know, to, to win some awards here nationally. And, and I, I like that because I know that that's expanding our audience and it's more people we can help. So just because it means that just because we may not be testing within your state at this current time, uh, or we may not have a location in your state at this current time, doesn't mean that we don't want to be a resource for anyone that sees cannabis as an alternative to finding a better quality of life and to help heal themselves. It's something I take very seriously and I'm so passionate about, and we can help, in my opinion, is really how I'm going to gauge the overall success of this company when it's all said and done. Well, I love to hear that there is some really great people behind, you know, moving this movement forward in a positive. We do need to take a short break, but when we come back, we will continue our discussion with Ryan Tracy of C4 Laboratories. More when High Unhealthy returns in a few moments. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High Unhealthy after this short rest break. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Are you ready to be inspired and educated by the best of the best in the cannabis industry while enjoying sunny South Florida? Then you cannot miss out on the first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 24th to the 26th inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. The USCC Expo welcomes all cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners to join us for this brand new event sponsored by the radio podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. 
Be one of the first to register today at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Ryan Tracy, who has dedicated his life to serving as a patient advocate and a perpetual student of cannabis science. After 15 years in executive management for two national restaurant chains, he decided to pursue his passion for cannabis and start C4 Laboratories to empower people with knowledge that helps them make more informed decisions. Since then, C4 has not only become one of the largest, most trusted testing facilities in the state of Arizona, but also has been at the forefront of cannabis research, education, and legislation. Under Ryan's guidance, C4 led two research collaborations with major academic institutions and one of the first cannabis laboratories in the country to have their findings published in a major peer-reviewed publication. Now, we were just chatting about Ryan's wanting to be able to share these positive benefits around the world and his philanthropic efforts that are so greatly adored by those who know him and of C4 Labs. I want to switch roles a little bit, Ryan, and I want to talk about the role that science and testing is having within the cannabis industry currently and what you see on the horizon. Yeah, you know, science and testing in general is having a tremendous impact within the industry. And unfortunately, because we're in the we're in, our, we're in a very, very much the infancy of this, of this industry in general. So there's, there's going to be growing pains. There's going to be things that we have to work out. And unfortunately, you know, the testing and the analytic side of it, because it is on a state-to-state basis right now, because of how laws uh, are in this country and it isn't federally legal yet, um, it, it provides a great deal of challenge because you have some states that have implemented regulations that are overly cumbersome and, and perhaps stifle the ability of that individual market to grow and to meet the patient's needs and, and to really flourish uh, you know, to the full capability. And then you have the opposite end of the spectrum where you have individual states that, that require no testing whatsoever. So then on that end, you have you know, um, you know, less than integrable operators on occasion that are putting out you know, products that, you know, either don't meet label claims or quite possibly could be deleterious to the patient's health overall. You know, cannabis in its natural state is a very, very, very safe substance. It has never killed anyone and it likely never will. It's not the plant. It's typically the producers, the growers, or somebody that the human hand is typically what will make it dangerous. Um, it's, not, it's not the plant itself. It's typically the contaminants or, or growing methods or chemicals or uh, microbial contaminations that, that make it an issue. So, so testing is trying to vet that out to ensure that all these people are learning responsible production processes and cultivation processes. But in doing that, you also have to have uh, context and understanding to the limitations or, or I guess, to, to what the information really says about the overall safety of the, of the individual cannabis product that's being analyzed. So you have some states that have, you know, implemented regulation and they've based it off of, you know, perhaps another agricultural product that isn't a fair representation or comparison to the challenges that exist in cultivating and producing cannabis products. 
So, you know, we, we have had states that have literally bottlenecked and, and the states, you know, the stability of the, of the market and of the program in general has, has really been affected negatively in certain states because of regulation being overly cumbersome. Um, so right now, what I what I like to see and what I hope to be on the horizon, and I know there's multiple entities that are that are undertaking this effort, is that there's some type of standardization of the expectation of analysis. Certainly, more accountability and consistency amongst the labs. Um, you know, there are you know there are well-known methods and uh, well you know well-known approaches to doing all the different analyses that we're asked to do, and I would like to see all the labs be more collaborative. Um, you know, that's something in general from the cannabis market. It seems to be that we are losing, or I don't want to say losing, but sometimes getting away from that collaborative community spirit that really helped us drive it to this point. You know, we need to understand that, you know, we need to use resources. So cultivators are a resource to me so that I can better understand how to be uh, provide a better service for them and to guide them and make them better. Just like we can be and testing labs and science you know, bodies can be a huge uh, ad, uh, advantage and a very great partner for product manufacturers and cultivations. You know, that, that needs to happen where it's more hand-in-hand, hand, but unfortunately with the disparity in regulations, quite often it becomes a standoff where the cultivators or the product manufacturers, because they get a test result or because they are non-compliant uh, because of the regulations in place, of course they're going to have a... a, a poor response to that because you're impacting a great deal of money for them and upsetting their operations. So then we have this finger pointing back and forth where we have some people saying, oh, the labs are wrong. They must not have done it right. Something's wrong with their instrumentation or I don't buy it because the results aren't what I expected. Well, that doesn't mean that they're wrong. And, and we have to be, I think all labs and all operators within this space have to be more receptive to trying to seek to understand before we, we want to things back and forth. So I guess that's the long-winded explanation of I think it's a very complex situation and there's a lot of moving parts, but it's one that once once it's fixed, um, I think it's going to be a very important part of allowing the industry to reach the potential and, and reach the number of patients um, that it can. Well, I think that you brought up a lot of very true, honest points that are completely legitimate. Um, I want to ask about cannabis testing regulations. Um, I know nationally there are regulations in some states. There are not in others. Um, Why is this so detrimental to society that we are not all working on the same type of regulations nationally? Well, really, I mean, kind of what I said earlier is it, is it does stifle the ability for any of these cannabis brands to be able to expand and have an even playing field wherever they go, that, that how they operate and their expectations of making their product or growing their product, what it is in California is what it is in Oregon, is what it is in Colorado, is what it is in Michigan, you know, that, that would be much better and, and more suited to some of these up-and-coming brands that would like to, you know, work their butts off to have a national presence. That's a challenge. Um, but, you know, also it's, it's, it's important for the patients as well. You know, they, they need to know, you know, in order for, the, for us to really use this as the medicine that it is, um, you know, we need to get people on a regimen to understand what they're taking, you know, why they're finding relief, and not have it be a yo-yo where it's up and down and we're guessing and we're kind of throwing things at a wall and, and seeing what sticks. 
Um, it doesn't have to be that way. It can be much more targeted. It can be much more effective each and every time. It's just that we have to know how to how to interpret, you know, what comes from testing and from the analytics of, of the cannabis plant and how we apply that medicinally. So we need to have a knowledge of our own working, our endocannabinoid system and all the therapeutic benefits of cannabis, um, but we also need to, you know, have an understanding of, you know, when those chemicals are present, what does that mean? So it's um, it, it, that's going to be kind of the role that that I see. And there's and there's smaller markets, you know. So Arizona is a market that doesn't require any testing whatsoever. Yet I believe we have the third largest medical market in the country. We're going to probably top 550, maybe even 600 million dollars in 2018. And all this product's going out, and the vast majority of it, even if it is tested, it's probably not tested to the level that many other states would require. So, so they can pick and choose what they test out here, and it's the same for you know, some of the smaller markets. Rhode Island, I believe, is the same. D.C. doesn't have any uh, regulations. Uh, I think Michigan is just now implementing them or, or may have as of January. But I would say of, you know, the 30-plus states that have current medical or recreational laws, there's maybe two or three that don't require the testing. So most states have seen the need and have, get, have got it correct. But many of the states, Arizona is a perfect example, that have passed legislation via a ballot initiative. Um, you know, that was, that was their way of getting the progress to happen, which is great. But now in hindsight, as we go back to amend and change or to do anything, it is far more difficult to do that when it's a voter initiative than if it was passed through the legislature. So, I mean, there's, there's simple things that we want to change, and I'm going to bet you it's, they're having similar hang-ups in other states as well, that we want to change, and we don't have the ability to change very simple things that would make a drastic improvement to the overall program. That's kind of frustrating from my standpoint, and, and that's why I think it's so important that as the final, you know, states or 18 states or however it falls, or if it goes federally, that we say, okay, we need a unified understanding, a unified standard of you know regulation of accountability so that it can be apples to apples in each state and this can be ran like it should be ran. Um, but again, and, and I mentioned this, we're in the infancy. There's going to be growing pains. I imagine it wasn't all sunshine, sunshine and roses right after Prohibition ended either. So, you know, we're going to have to, we need to, I count myself fortunate to be among some of the first to have to go through this, but it is going to be, it's going to be a challenge for at least well, the next few years. I, I definitely can agree in hearing some of the concerns and that you have being within this testing industry of cannabis, particularly, it just reminds me so much of some conversations that I've had with gentlemen from Tikkun Olam and doing research on what Israel has been doing and how they work with their patients and everyone is going through a very specific um, regulated process so that each individual is finding their true medicine for them. Everything is being tested so that they know the exact levels of different cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, etc. so that they're getting exactly what they need as the end result for that individual. And maybe our country can look over there for some for some foresight because they've been doing this for many, many more years than we have. What yeah, are your? You, you actually mentioned something when you said it was individualized. That's something that 
one of my colleagues and good friends, Adam Jacques up in Oregon, uh, who's with the Growers Guild up there and is just an incredible uh, CBD breeder, he he kind of brought that to my attention when I saw him with his patients early on in my career, is understanding that this very much can be individualized cannabinoid therapy. Everyone's body chemistry is different, and we know enough about the plant and the chemicals that we can kind of tune it in like a knob, like dialing in a radio station. You know, we can tune it in just like that to individuals, and that really, that opens the possibilities to, I mean, endless, endless possibilities for the relief we can find from that. Exactly. Well, I'm glad there are people that are looking at that and seeing this as a bigger than just something that could be considered recreational. What are the current trends for safe and or safety concerns with the high THC industry and the CBD markets alike? What are we facing right now? So I would say as far as the safety concerns go, it is really in the chemical contaminants um, and then you know, some of the synthetics and derivatives of some of these chemicals that people are now trying to get uh, get tricky um, and are kind of just changing small little things about the chemicals, yet they still hold the same risk and the same concern. So, um, you know, as far as pesticides go, I know you're sure you've heard of Eagle 20 and Myclobutanol, Paclobutrazol, uh, which is a growth regulator. There's a lot of different chemicals that people will use um, within you know the growing process that may be approved for other agricultural products, uh, but those products are ones that we may consume you know orally eating them, ingesting them in that fashion. These are not products that we're lighting on fire or combusting and then inhaling habitually and on a regular basis. So you know the 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 chemical profile and the molecular structure typically changes upon combustion combustion or volatilization. So we're where my concern is really with the, the high THC and, and the, the marijuana or cannabis side of it is that we have everybody you know, rushing to the trough to be the most innovative and the newest and have the best flavors and the, and the uh, most ingenious products, right? But I don't know that we have the regulation or people are taking the foresight to consider, well, what are we putting in these products and what are we truly exposing our patients to that choose to use this as, as a daily you know, option, as something that they habitually and regularly consume. Um, and I'll give you some examples, uh, you know, really poor artificial flavorings, cheap artificial flavorings that, you know, has been used in, in e-liquids from the nicotine side, but now are also finding their way into some of these vape cartridges. You know, these, these have harmful diketones that can be carcinogenic. You know, acetoin, uh, diacetyl, and acetyl are three compounds that are regularly found in you know, very cheap artificial flavorings that actually cause bronchial obliterant or really the destruction of the soft tissue within your lungs. And this is this is something that has come up years ago <clears throat> that had class action suits. Um, so we know what the what the compounds do, and we know they're bad and they shouldn't be there. And yet here we are finding them, right? Um, and then we also are finding some triazole fungicides that, you know, they're just like mycobutanol. They have a signature almost exactly like it. But when you go to identify them, you know, typically when you're identifying a compound via mass spec, which is mass spectrometry, you're, you're identifying mass fragments. So there might, you know, there's a number of different mass fragments that would need to be there to say, what I'm seeing is mycobutanol. And we have seen where there's something that'll share seven out of eight, that it is almost exactly an acts just like, but is just a small fraction off from, so therefore it is not, which means that's not on the prohibited list yet. So there's, so there's, there's, there's some things going on that 
Um, you know, we need to get nipped right in the bud, and I think secondarily to that is label claims. CBD market is ripe with what I, I can't call it anything other than consumer fraud because I'm a straight shooter. Others might say it's negligence or something like that, but when I have you know, 30 or 40 different CBD manufacturers submitted to me at one time, and half of them uh, are, you know, well below label claims. We've had 1,000 milligram CBD tinctures come in, and they have none, not detectable limits of CBD. You know, that's not an accident, if you ask me. So that tells me that there isn't a regulatory framework or accountability for many of these manufacturers to ensure what you're, what you're buying is what you're getting. And you're talking about sick people that are probably already strapped with medical bills, with a numerous other challenges that life is sure to serve up to you. And now, now there's people taking advantage of them financially and, and also risking their health. Um, that is of a, a great concern to me. Um, and anybody that listens, I bring it up to, and we've worked with, uh, you know, the regulators out here in Arizona. Um, I've spoke to, you know, um, legislatures in Ohio as well and, and, and several other states. So anybody that will listen and, and, and wants to really know, um, we try to bring to their attention everything that's going on. We don't call anyone out. We respect confidentiality. But there are trends that we see that come through the lab that are concerning. Microbial contamination um, is another one. Uh, Arizona specifically has a very difficult microclimate uh, to grow in or to, to create a microclimate in our natural uh, climate is very difficult. Obviously, it's blazing hot for the majority of the year, um, you know, no humidity, those type of things. So it, when you have something go awry in a situation like that, it's very quick that that uh, growing uh, environment that you're utilizing can, you know, can become unsafe. Um, to the point where it actually encourages microbial pro proliferation. And without the regulatory framework and without the testing and of the products themselves, well, it doesn't encourage people to have very great um, sanitation practices within, um, within their cultivation facilities. Um, you know, we had a sample set of about 100 different samples that came through on flower, and 20 to 30% of them had too numerous to count for microbial activity. Now, that just indicates activity. That doesn't mean that we know if they're pathogenic microbes, which means if they're the bad actors, the one that gets you sick. So, you know, but it does indicate that they have an ideal environment for those to be present. So we've, we've added a lot, a lot to our microbial um, offering because we saw that there was an issue and a problem there where we needed to start keying down into species and finding out if people are really, really subjecting their patients to, to genuine and serious health concerns. And that's just from handling it. I mean, if you're just handling a bud that's too numerous to count with salmonella or E. coli, it's the same risk that you're facing, you know, handling a raw piece of chicken that's full of salmonella. I mean, wow. the bacteria is the bacteria. And when we're finding this regularly and we're giving this to children that are already immunocompromised or elderly patients that are already immunocompromised, and that's the stuff that just lights me on fire and makes me want to scream from the rooftop. But I have to be very tactical in how I choose to do that, obviously. But I'm trying to do that with the best interests of not only the patient, but understanding, you know, the industry as well. So I'm trying to do that hand in hand with both sides considered. Well, it sounds like you are doing a lot of work and there is a lot of concerns out there. I hope that our listeners are hearing why it is so imperative that we make it a mandated across the world that our products are tested from 
these legitimate facilities that are truly doing the work that we need them to do. We need to take a quick break. More with Ryan Tracy, founder of C4 Labs in Mesa, Arizona. More when High Unhealthy returns in a minute. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High Unhealthy after this short rest break. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him, Pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Do you have new ideas that you believe will make a difference in the cannabis industry? Looking to make your brand or service stand out? The first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo is seeking sponsors and speakers for its inaugural event August 24th through the 26th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners are all welcome to join us for this brand new event sponsored by the radio and podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Grow with us in this groundbreaking event, the first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 24th through the 26th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Learn more at usccexpo.com. Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High Unhealthy, Energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Ryan Tracy. He is a member of the Association of Commercial Cannabis Labs and is actively involved in Arizona legislation to implement mandatory testing and industry standards for label claims on all cannabis products. In 2018, Ryan was recognized as Cash and Biz as Cannabis Person of the Year and Best Entrepreneur, as well as C4 Laboratories of Mesa, Arizona, receiving the award of Cannabis Company of the Year. No matter what he's working on, Ryan's top priority is patience. He's known for his honesty and ability to translate complex chemistry into understandable information that anyone can use to treat their ailments naturally. Ryan is particularly passionate about helping veterans and children, and we were just discussing the depth of really why it is so important and imperative that we do have mandated for the health of all individuals that are utilizing cannabis products, both in Arizona and worldwide. Now, I wanted to chat about your Cash and Biz Cannabis Person of the Year and Best Entrepreneur Awards for 2018. What were your feelings when you were nominated and when you were voted and won? 
tell us a little bit about this. You know, that, honestly, I was I was pretty shocked to have been nominated, and even even more shocked to have won. Uh, being that our, we only have one location in Arizona, you know, like I explained to you, my day to day, you know, who I operate and who I work with day to day, is is the Arizona market and the people out here. But you know, it tells me that we were at least relatively successful in our endeavors to make ourselves nationally known. Um, you know, we want to be the educator. We want to be on the forefront nationally. Um, Arizona is certainly not going to be the only and last state that, that C4 is in, but it's where we started. But it doesn't mean that we can't, out of Arizona, you know, we've presented in Oregon and Ohio. We've even been to, I mean, Texas, Colorado, you name it. We've all over the place um, where we have presented and spoken. Uh, you know, done our best to educate and bring attention to, you know, some of the issues that well, we've discussed here today. So I'm hoping, if anything, that, you know, those awards are really all due to my team. I have an incredible team of scientists, an incredible team of support staff um, that make my job pretty easy. Um, I just get to do what I love, and that's to be out there and helping people and interacting with patients and, and you know, chatting it up with the industry and, and being engaged and involved. Um, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that without the support staff that I have. So these guys have really allowed it to happen, and if anything, I just, you know, I hope that if that recognition, you know, if that recognition can allow us to reach more people uh, or to put us on a platform where more people will find relief and, and you know, some some more advancements and, and solidifying of the, of the industry comes from it, great. I'm all for it. Um, but like I said, that those things are mostly due to, the, due to the people that surround me, which I'm very grateful for. Well, we love your staff. And working with the Association of Commercial Cannabis Labs, what have you learned and what is being worked on currently? Can you give us some insight? Yeah, they actually the associate the ACCL is uh, has recently transitioned and has linked up with another national, uh, you know, association for analytical laboratories, um, and I think in the effort to do that is to bring more subject matter experts to uh, to the table, and and I think similar to what I said, you know, I think many labs, m- most of the legitimate labs and long term labs that have been out there feel similar to me. Um, you know, that, that they do want there to be a level playing field. They, they want us to all be on the same page so that we are representing the side of cannabis science correctly. We all want to do away with, with, you know, certain people's tendency to have a knee-jerk reaction to say, oh, well, it's a cannabis lab, so they're not doing real science, or you can't trust the results. And unfortunately, there have been labs out there that were not that were, you know, not very integrable. And then they have caused people to have that concern, but many of them are gone, thankfully. And I really hope that the rest of the people that are selling cannabis science short and that are, you know, dry labbing and giving out the results people want to see and are not taking this seriously, I really hope they're gone very quick because there's, there's no place for them. There's absolutely no place in this industry for somebody like that. That is an absolute, you know, spit in the face of every patient, of every advocate, of everyone that has fought for this plant and the access to it for the last, you know, 70, 80 years since it has been, you know, uh, prohibited. People that take that kind of approach to cannabis and are trying to cut corners and trying to deceive people, in my opinion, just they just need to go away. Um, and I hope that creating more uh, organizations, you know, like the ACCL that started and now going into the ACIL, um, 
you know, that's going to hopefully help us do that, that we're going to know who are the reputable, who are the ones that really care and are working towards uh, a better industry. Well, what a beautiful a couple of groups and I am very interested to see how they are able to help progress these laws across the country and throughout the world. What are some of the goals that C4 Laboratories has in 2018? So uh, 2018 is definitely going to be um, a huge year for, for C4. We we're already uh, over and up above what we had done in, in 2017, so uh, very happy with our performance so far in 2018. Uh, and we continue to add new brands. So as we're seeing the Arizona market uh, grow, uh, we're very grateful that you know our reputation or our work has preceded us, that now these brands and these entities are seeking us out as they're developing products. And that was really what I was hoping to get to, that people started valuing the data and the science behind the products enough that they incorporated it from the very beginning and they didn't just make it a box to check off their list at the end to sell their products. And we're seeing a lot of people incorporate from product development standpoint. They start in the very beginning with us and we guide them through the whole process and by and large, at the end of it, they're coming out with a quality and consistent product that presents real value. So in 2018, that's, that's our goal is to continue to assert ourselves as the most trusted and the leader here in Arizona. Uh, we do have our sights set on a couple different markets to expand into over 2018 and 2019. Uh, but we most important for us, you know, we, we want to reach that goal of expansion and we want to reach more markets. But more important than anything is that we uphold the brand standard and what the culture is within this company. And, and that is to be transparent, to have integrity, um, to give clarity and context to the data that we provide, um, and to really be a steward and a servant to the plant and the industry itself. So I will only grow as fast as I can instill that in each location or as we can instill that in each location. Um, the, the worst case scenario for me uh, would be to you know, run, run and then find ourselves at the end that we've lost sight of what got us to where we're at right now. And, and what really makes us feel good about what we do and the work we do every day is how we go um, in the mindset that, that we have as we do it. Um, we've never had to compromise our integrity or cut corners or do any of those things, and, and I think it makes everyone that works here even more proud about what we've achieved and the people we get to help. So as long as we can maintain that and continue to grow, um, 2018 will, will, will be a great year. Well, I am excited to hear about all of those amazing goals and future plans. Where can we and our listeners, everyone that is um, listening to this amazing podcast today, how can they connect with C4 Labs, stay up to date with what's happening and learn more about the things that you as a company are offering? Yeah, we, uh, we are on all different of the social media platforms. You can see us on Facebook and at C4 Labs AZ. Uh, same with uh, Instagram as well. Uh, we have a website, uh, www.c4labs.com. Um, you can go on there and contact us via the website. Um, you'll notice that I have my personal email, or excuse me, my work email up there and my direct contact information. Um, you know, I welcome any calls, any contacts directly to me. Uh, we have a great support staff here, and we, uh, we keep our science team readily available to anyone that might want to use us as a resource. Um, so that's something that, from, that we feel is a point of differentiation is the partnership we provide 
um, is not just the data. It's it's us helping you understand how to utilize that data. Um, and when you have questions, is, questions or when you have challenges or when you have uh, things that just don't seem right, um, we welcome those kind of calls and we welcome the opportunity to work closely with our with our clients uh, to help them, you know, do what they do better. Well, I love that. Please look for C4 Labs online. Um, you can Google them. They come up very easily. We must wrap it up for today. To get your federally legal CBD products, visit a6wellness.com or email a6wellness at gmail.com. These products have all been tested at C4 Labs as well. Um, We love them because we are a part of the state of Arizona. We always love connecting with our listeners from across the world, so please reach out. You can download this and all episodes of High Unhealthy by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and Spotify. You can also follow the show on social media by searching Audrey Kerger or A6 Wellness. We cannot forget to give a tremendous thank you to our guest today, Ryan Tracy, founder of C4 Laboratories of Mesa, Arizona. It was wonderful learning with you and chatting with you. And thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you very much. It was an absolute pleasure to be here for you and your listeners. And lastly, thank you to my producer, George, for another great show. Until then, awaken, adjust, aspire, affirm, and take action. A6 Wellness. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.